to say good morning to everyone, and we are thankful and grateful for your presence this morning and also those that are watching online. We'd like to also share before we get into the word that we've added a new television network that we can be viewed, House of Destiny. Already we are on All Nations TV, and this past week we uh, embarked upon going on to preach the word uh, network tv.com slash live tv so we're thankful and grateful that the lord is allowing us to to be able to spread the word even the more amen so if you miss us on facebook and i think last week we somehow or another we had some problems technical problems last week and we didn't get to go on facebook but we did go on sermon.net and apple store uh, but there are other avenues now where there are more people are going to be reached. But this morning, we want to invite your attention to the book of Psalms, Psalms 119, Psalms 119, Psalms 119. I found some very interesting things there in Psalms 119, and I'm sure it will be a blessing to you as well, a blessing to, or has been a blessing unto me. Psalms 119, and the verse that we're going to key in on is verse 105. Verse 105, bless your word, Lord God. We pray, Father God, that you would just allow me to decrease. And, Father God, we pray that your Holy Spirit, who is mighty, I'm mighty among us. We pray, O God, that he would just use us for your glory. This is our prayer, and this is our request in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, Psalms 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Before we can deal with this verse, I want to point out something to you. If in most, some Bibles do have it and some do not. But right above that particular verse, you will find a Hebrew alphabet. And that Hebrew alphabet, even though it may appear to look like the word none, but it's pronounced the word as noon. And that is the 14th alphabet uh, in the Hebrew uh, letters. And what that word there, it means, it means to continue in a new generation or continue to a new generation. It also means an heir, and it means a son. But right before, right beside that that Hebrew alphabet, there is a little symbol. And that symbol, it represents the uh, sprouting of a seed. So you will find that in every eight verses of the psalmist, as he begins to to write, he, he gives a Hebrew alphabet. And it begins to explain those verses there that is under. But here now, we're going to talk about Psalms 105. We understand that, that, that the alphabet that he placed over that was about continuing into the new generation. So every time that we look at God's word, God's word continues into every generation. Now, in Psalms 105, it said, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Before we can deal with lamp and a light, because that's the title of the message this morning, the lamp and the light. Before we can even begin to deal with that, 
We have to deal with the word. We have to deal with the word. What is it about the word? The word. Uh, it talks about the word. When it talks about the word, we have to understand it is so important in this day and time, and as ever, as always, we should always keep the word within us. We, sh- we definitely need the word of God. And see, what David the psalmist did there, there are hidden messages in these alphabets. And so when he's talking about the, the word, now he's saying to us, you've got to make sure that word is uh, placed within our hearts. Now, looking at Proverbs, we're going to keep, keep our place in Psalms 119. But look at Proverbs chapter 6, verse number 20, because we want to talk about the word, the word. Proverbs chapter 6, beginning at verse number 20. And this will show you how important uh, the word is, uh, the word of God, okay? Now, verse 20 says, My son, keep thy father's commandment and forsake not the law of thy mother. Then verse 21 says, Bind them continuously upon thine heart. And tie them about thy neck. There's a reason, there's a purpose that we need to bind the word of God to us, okay? Watch what it says in verse number 22. I'm hoping they do have verse 22 on the screen. Verse number 22. Because I want to make sure that we see why we need to make sure we bind the word of God, bind the commandments of God continuously with us. Bind it to our neck. That's what the word says. And the reason why is in verse number 22. It says, when thy goeth, when it says it, it's talking about the word. The word shall lead thee. So whenever we are going, wherever our pathway takes, we are being led by the word of God. And then it says this, when thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. In other words, the word is a protector. That's why you can lay down at night and don't worry about anything because you know that the word is watching over you. And then it says, when thou awaketh, it shall talk with thee. See, the word, the word of God is a communicator. Can, see, most people don't even begin to think or realize it's so important to have that word in us and, and to daily commune with the word of God. Because without the word, you don't know which pathway to take. Without the word, you can be easily led astray. But then I, I loved it when it said, when you lay down to sleep, when you're lying down sleeping, it talks about how the word keeps you. I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I'm, I mean, I've got these cameras in my home and I can see in the inside what's going on on the outside. And if I'm not careful, I'll watch that thing all night because see, you've got people everywhere. I mean, you got burglars, people breaking in, people having hard times, and there's robbing going on. And and but but if I could ever come to the understanding that, listen, I can go ahead and go to sleep. You can go ahead and go to sleep, no matter what the troubles are that surrounds you. God's word protects us. That's why we can lie down and we can rest in Him, because we know that the word 
the word is a protector. And then when we get up early in the morning, it says the word will communicate with us. The word will talk to us. You know, forget about who else is present in the house, but be, keep our ears open to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is going to say to us through the Word of God. See, God's Word talks to us. A lot of times we shut down communication. Amen. A lot of times we don't talk to God in the mornings. Amen. We don't allow him to speak to us early in the morning. But God's word, that's how important it is. It talks to us. It gives us direction. It, it guides us. It, it tells us things that we need to do and things we need not to do. And that's why we have to always keep our ears open to hear what the word of God is saying. Amen. So now going on talking about the word, it says in verse number 23, for the commandment is a lamp and the law is light and reproofs of instructions are the way of life. See, uh, uh, instructions are a way of life. See, the, the word of God is, is a lamp. Now, when we go back to Psalms, Psalms 119, going back to Psalms 119, understanding that the word is a lamp. I learned a few years ago what this particular scripture, Psalms 105, really, really means when you got to talk about the lamp and talking about the light. I, I learned when I was overseas and I was in Haiti, we were en route to a, a remote area, and as we were going there, we ended up having two flat tires at one time. And it's one thing to have one flat tire, but it's something else to have two flat tires. And so as we had to sit and we had to wait for someone to come and do some repairs for our tires, by the time we got to our destination, the people that were supposed to have met us, they were gone. And they were supposed to have brought some horses for us to ride up the mountain. Uh, now, y'all got to understand something. I'm 52 years old at that time. Do you think I could climb a mountain? <clears throat> but they were supposed to have these horses there for us to be able to ride, go up the mountain. Well, when we get to our destination, nobody was there because we was a whole lot of hours too late. So we had to literally begin to walk and began to go climb the mountains and up those mountains that, that were cornfields and everything else up through there. And we only had one flashlight. That was my flashlight. Nobody else had a flashlight. So as we were walking, see, when you look at that little flashlight and, and that light, it only covers a certain amount of area, a very small area. And this when I learned about this verse because, see, God's, when God gives us his word, he doesn't show us the whole picture. He allows us to see just enough to make the next step. And, I, and I've always kept that in my heart because we had to really go up that mountain and we had to use that little tiny flashlight to guide us as we traveled. And it was very dangerous. But by the grace of God, we, we were able to climb that mountain and make it to our destination. So this, this, that particular scripture there means, has a personal uh, meaning for me, to me. It means like a personal experience. Because, see, there are some scriptures that, that God has in his word that really stands out. 
And when it stands out, you like you always remember what it means and what it did for you, and it becomes alive. Now, when we look at now uh, Psalms one nineteen and Psalms one nineteen, let's look at verse number eighty nine. Verse number eighty nine. Now, if you notice in verse number eighty nine, and what is in your Bible, it may be, or I'm not sure uh, if it's on the prompts or not. But in verse number eighty nine, right up above that is another uh, Hebrew alphabet. Okay, it, it it means that Hebrew alphabet is lamed, is lamed. Now, that word there, that Hebrew alphabet, it means to learn or teach, to learn and to teach. And right beside it is a very small symbol. And see, that symbol is like a flying tower, that symbol. It represents a flying, a flying tower. In other words, it means that the spirit, you're able to pull from the spirit realm all the way down to the physical realm. And when it's pulled down to the physical realm, it makes its manifestation into the human being. Amen. That's what it does. But here he's saying it means to learn or teach. What is he trying to teach me about the word? This is why it's so important that we keep the word. We study the word. We, as, as, as Jeremiah said, we meditate on the word day and night. Now, verse number 89, the first thing it says is forever, forever. We're talking about the word now. It says, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Why do I need the word? Because the word is forever. Because it says heaven and earth shall pass away, but the word of God shall stand forever. The word is unchangeable. You, you can't change the word. You can't change the word. Now, the word has no boundaries. There's no boundaries to the word. There is no limitations to the word. The word, the word of God is endless. Some people say, well, the word of God is out of date. No, excuse me. The word of God is never out, day, out of date. <clears throat> no, no matter what we may think, but the word of God is never outdated. Amen. It's endless. I mean, it has no boundaries. The word can go anywhere. You can pray. I mean, you can send forth God's word. And the, and the word of God said he sent forth his word and the word healeth thee. See, the word is so powerful. I don't care where you are. You can speak that word and you can see things come into existence. You can see uh, uh, the manifestation of the power of the word. Oh, yesterday I, I, I had a, I had a uh, situation where someone was in, in dire pain yesterday. And, and they were in their location and I was in my location. And I remembered God's word is endless. I mean, God's word can penetrate. So I said to the individual, I said, just let us pray over the telephone. I prayed with the person because they were in so much pain. And then a couple of hours later, they gave me a call back and they said, I don't know what happened, but I want you to know my pain is not as bad as it was. See, that's how powerful the word is. That's why we've got to keep the word within us at all times. Bind them around our neck. Keep that word forever in our presence. Because when we keep that word, it says the word is settled. The word has been established. The word has been tried and tested. And nothing can go up against the word and overpower the word. 
It is settled in the heavens. Whatever God said, whatever God has spoken, whatever God has allowed his disciples to write in this word, it is settled in the heavens. It can, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. The word cannot be uprooted. <laughs> There's no way you can uproot the word of God. See, that's how powerful the word of God is. Amen. That's how powerful. Now, let's go to 1 Peter. I want you to travel with me. 1 Peter, chapter number 25. 1 Peter. 1 Peter, chapter number 25. 1 Peter. I'm sorry. 1 Peter, chapter 1, verse number 25. 1 Peter. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Chapter 1, verse number 25. It says, but the word of the Lord, what does it do? It endureth forever. The word endureth forever. And it says, and this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. See, the word is, is endureth forever. The, the word will be here forever. There's no ending to the word of God. So he, in the previous verse, which we don't have on the scripture, it says on the board, so for all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, the flower thereof uh, falleth away. But it says the word endureth forever. It's something about the word of God. See, Isaiah, in, in chapter 40 in Isaiah, it talks about how the, the, uh, the grass withereth. It talks about how the flower fadeth away. Uh, then it talks about uh, because the Spirit of the Lord bloweth upon it. Then it says, surely that the people is grass. It says the people <laughs> is grass. But then it says the grass withereth. We're that grass. It, it withereth, but the flower fadeth away. Out, the glory of man fadeth away. But then it all goes on to say, but the word of God shall stand forever. See, people come and go. People will, will leave from this place. But God's word is going to stand forever. Sometimes we think we're going we're gonna to be here forever. Yeah. We, we, we think we, we can live any kind of way and everything's going to be okay. But no, we're going to leave from his, this place one day. But the word of God, it will stand forever. That's why it's so important that we study the word, hide the word in our hearts. And the word of God says when we hide the word in our hearts, we won't sin against God. That's the word. That's what the word says. When we hide God's word in our hearts, it says we won't sin against him. We won't sin against God. And I know the Bible also says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But we will not live a lifestyle of sinning. See, that's why we get to hide that word in our heart. Because, see, that word, you remember that the, the word, what it does, it, it leads us. It's, it's like the Holy Spirit. He speaks to us. And he tells us what to do and what not to do. Most times, most people don't even listen to the Holy Spirit. Can I get amen on that? Amen. Because we're all guilty. Amen. You know, we go over the Holy Spirit, even though he speaks to us and say, no, no, you don't need to go there. You don't need to do that. See, he is our helper. 
He's there for us. But we got to have that word in our heart so, so when he speaks, we can hear what he is saying. Amen. Now, from there, let's deal with this lamp and the light. The lamp and the light. Now, let's go to a book in the Old Testament that most people do not visit. That's Leviticus. The book of Leviticus, chapter number 24. Leviticus. Most people don't even know it's in the Bible. The book of Leviticus. We, we know all, it's easy to know about Genesis uh, and Deuteronomy and possibly Exodus. But when you begin to deal with Leviticus, it's got a lot of different laws and rules and regulations. And most of the time we don't even want to go there. Amen. But we're going to go now to the book of Leviticus, chapter number 24. Are we there? I'm going to give us time to find it. Leviticus, are we there? Still see flipping the pages. All right, if you find Exodus, uh, Leviticus is right after the book of Exodus. You got the first five books in the Bible, okay? All right, then you come there, you're going to find Leviticus. You're going to look at chapter number 24. Now, it says in verse number one, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Watch this verse number two. Verse two says, Command the children of Israel, that they bring unto thee pure oil, olive, beaten for the light, to cause the lamp to burn continuously. Command the children of Israel. They, 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 they bring pure olive oil beaten and his whole purpose is for the light, okay? Now, why is it? Why does, it, why does he express that it has to be beaten oil? Beaten. See, there's two ways that, that the oil is formed. The first way is the way of beaten. They have to beat the oil. They have to beat it. And that is the purest of it all. See, that's pure, being pure in spirit. See, that, that first oil that is beaten, it's beaten, it's, it's pure. But the second form of the oil comes when there's a pressing. But he says to him, I want you, have the people, bring me the oil that is beaten for the light. There's a reason. See, God has to, mm-hmm, God has to beat some stuff out of us, doesn't he? <laughs> for us to get right. Amen. Because if he doesn't beat us, then we'll continue to do what we're doing. And our life won't shine as bright. See, the, the more you can learn from your lesson experiences of life, and God give you that beat down, that's the brighter your light going to eventually get. Because sooner or later, you're going to get tired of beat down. Amen. I do. Every now, I'm like, okay, God, I've had enough. Anybody ever said that besides me? Okay, God, I, I've, I've had enough. You don't have to beat me no more. But see, he's trying to get the purest out of us, the purest of the oil, the purest of, of, of the anointing out of us. But it literally takes a beat down to get it. Amen. The, this particular scripture here helped me to understand Matthew chapter 25. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 25. We won't be long before you. Matthew chapter number 25. This, this verse here in Leviticus, 
it helped me because I knew that in order for my light to be brighter, in order for my light to shine, that there's a key word in, that, in the book of Leviticus in that verse number uh, 2 in, in chapter 24. It says the light has to burn continuously. See, a lot of times there's a break in our light. There's a break. There's a break there. In other words, one day we're for God, next day we're not for God. So we, we got we got a break. But our light is supposed to shine continuously. Now let's go to Matthew chapter number twenty-five. Matthew chapter number twenty-five. It will help us to understand a, a scripture that has been taught, read. Oh, so many, many, many times. It, it has literally been done that way. Uh, I've taught it many times. I'm quite sure many of you have shared it with someone, this particular text, many times. Matthew chapter number 25. All right. We're going to begin reading at verse number one. Are we there? Now, verse number one in St. Matthew chapter 25, it says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Now, the word virgins there means they were pure in spirit. All right? They, 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 they were going to meet the bridegroom, okay? They took their lamps with them. They were pure in spirit, and they took their lamps, and they were going forth to meet the bridegroom. Verse number 2 and St. Matthew chapter number 25 says, And five of them were what? Wise, and five was foolish. Now, that word wise there means they had some type of intellect. They, 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 was, they were skillful. Now, and if you ever want to know something about uh, wisdom or being wise, go to the book of Proverbs. And he has a lot of, of, of thoughts that, that Solomon wrote to his son. And one thing about being wise, wise men will hear and will increase their learning. In other words, a person that's wise is teachable. A person that is wise is teachable. It's, they're teachable. A person that is wise, they are teachable. And as they are being taught, they will increase in their learning. Because, see, life will teach you. <laughs> life has lessons attached to this, to this journey called life. There, there are so many lessons. And if we are wise, we will increase in our learning by the lessons that life brings. Anybody learned anything from life lately? You learned anything from life? Wow. Folks said, no, I ain't learned nothing from life. Well, we hadn't really settled down and thought about the lessons that life brings. Because lessons do, a life does bring, bring lessons. And then it says, a wise man layeth up knowledge. If you're wise, it says, a wise man will lay up knowledge. Okay, Lord, how do I lay up knowledge so that God's word can, can continue to go forth and it can be passed on to the next generation? You, you remember that, that, that Hebrew af- alphabet that meant a, a continuing uh, 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 to a new generation? Wa- oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. A wise father lays up 
knowledge. But where does he lay up that knowledge to? He lays up that knowledge to his children. He lays up the knowledge that God has given him and he lays it up into his children. And from, from there, his children will lay up that same knowledge into their children. Amen. So, so you see how it's, it's continual going uh, uh, to all generations. See, you got to be wise to do that. Now, if you don't teach anybody anything, that means you, you, you fall in that category of being a fool. Okay? Because, see, wise men, wise men, wise men will, will, will lay up knowledge through, through their own. But it also talks about how wise men will walk with wise men. Wise men will walk with wise men. Wise men, I'm repeating that for a reason, Lord says. Wise men will walk with wise men. Who are you walking with? That's a question for thought. Who are you walking with? Because, see, the Bible says wise men walk with wise men. Who are your companions today? Who who are your companions? Are we thinking? Are we pondering? Who are we walking with? Are they wise? Or are they foolish? Because see, if they're foolish, that means you're going to be foolish too. Because the Bible says wise men... Walk with wise men. So if you're walking with a fool or fools with an S, what does that make us? Oh, what you say? A fool. <laughs> Amen. 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 If you're not walking with a person that has wisdom. Because see, if you're walking with a person that has wisdom, that means you can learn from that person. But if you're not walking with a person that has wisdom and you're walking with a person that's a fool, you're going to learn their foolish ways. And, oh, and the same consequences that the foolish get, it comes on you too. Amen. So we want to walk with who? The wise. Amen. Because, see, the wise people got some knowledge. Wise people have knowledge. Wise people have knowledge. Okay. They said there was five wise and five foolish. Five wise, five foolish. Okay. Now, verse number three in St. Matthew chapter 25, it says, They, watch the foolish, they that was foolish took their lamps, but what did they do? And took no oil with them. You know them beatings of life we talked about? They didn't see... Those beatings of life is that oil that you're supposed to be taking with you every day in your life. You need to take those, those lessons of life, those beatings. Take it with you every day of your life. Because, see, the light's supposed to continually burn from the book of Leviticus. See, they, it, it was a command. It was not optional. Because, see, in Leviticus it says, uh, he, the God speaks to Moses, and he tells him, give the people a command. You know, to bring, to bring, to bring that, that, that beaten olive oil so, so, so the light can be even brighter. 
So, but when there is no oil, the foolish never takes any oil with them. They don't think they need it. <laughs> see, that, that's those beatings of life. Because see, those are lessons learned. See, experiences that you have are lessons learned that you can use and pass down from generation to generation. Amen. If you want to always be broke, don't save a dime. If you always want to be broke, spin up everything that you have. Amen. If you always want to be broke, it's Christmas season. Spend every penny you can get. Create a whole lot of debt. And still next year, you're still paying for the debt from the previous year. That's not wisdom. That's being foolish. That's being foolish. See, if we learn a lesson before... Then the new year that comes, we wouldn't be doing the same thing, okay? Now, then it goes on to say in verse number 4 in Matthew chapter 25, it says, But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. They had their lamps, but they took, they took oil with them. See, they learned from some lessons that was previously in their life. They knew they could not go without the oil. They, they knew that it has to be continuously burning. Because, see, whenever you hit hard times, you've got to fall back on the word. Hmm. You've got to fall back on the light because, see, Jesus is light. And then he has made us the light of the world. See, even in, oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. Even in dark times, as we are in now, our light's supposed to still be shining. We're not supposed to look like those that's not without Christ. We're supposed to be shining. I mean, we're supposed to be glistening, even though, you know, they both went through the same thing in the beginning. But the difference is what each one took with them. One set didn't take the lessons learned, the experiences of life with them. The other one knew that they had to have all with them in their lamp. They they knew that. They, they, They knew that. Now, watch what happens here now in verse number 5. Because, see, when you learn these lessons of life, you'll know, okay, I've seen that. Tri- oh, Holy Spirit, what are you saying? You'll, you'll learn like this. I've seen that trial before. This is what I did when I was faced with that trial and that tribulation. But this is, this is what I did through the power of the Holy Spirit that brought me through that trial and that tribulation. Y'all catch that? See, there are some things that you have to learn, these lessons that you have to keep within you as you go through life. Now, verse number five says, while the bridegroom carried, they all, they all slumbered and slept. Mm-hmm. While the bridegroom, which is Christ, See, Christ comes at different times in people's lives. While the bridegroom tarried, in other words, he waited a while. He waited. Because, see, I understand it says, the mercies of God endureth forever. And he said, because of God's mercies, that is why we are not consumed. But, see, when God tarried, have you ever did something and got away with it? Can we be real in the house? Have you ever done anything and you got away with it? And you felt pretty good about it. Oh, you didn't get me that time. Didn't get me that time. See, you got to learn now. He tarries. See, 
God is a long-suffering God. They all slumbered and slept. They all, the five wise, the five foolish, they all slumbered and slept. Watch verse number six. Verse six says, and at when? At midnight, there was a cry made, behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. You see, God always gives us a wait period because he's long-suffering. And see, the, the key here is because of what they had, the wise, because they carried the oil with them along with their lamp, when the, when the call came, they were ready to go. How many people going to be ready to go when the call is made? And see, see, the thing is, the call is made at midnight. It's the, always an inopportune time when the call is made. We don't never know. But Sarah, he's teased now. He says now. He said, behold, they, give them, they all get the same message. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Watch verse 7. Then all those virgins arose and they trimmed their lamps. They all did the same thing. When they heard the cry, they all got up. They trimmed their light first. They trimmed the lamps. They trimmed them. Now, when you trim your, 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 your light, your lamp, it makes the light brighter. It, it makes it bright. When you get those old-timey oil lamps, and you know when the fire is there, you've got to cut that, that way, that, that blackness there, right before that light. When you trim that, then when you light it, the light is brighter. Okay? So they all did the same thing. But watch verse number 8 in Matthew chapter number 25. And the foolish... Those that didn't learn anything. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. Don't you know, there's, this is a season now when people come and want stuff from you. Even down to the body of Christ. See, when you don't put that word in there, somebody want to come and eat, dine from your table because you got the word on the inside of you. See, they got ready to go, but it's said here, their lamps were going out. In other words, they played around with God. They played around. And you cannot play around because, see, Leviticus says the, the light is supposed to continuously burn. See, the, 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 the anointing within us has to continually burn. We don't never know when God's going to show back up. We, we never know when trials are going to come and, and we're going to have to fall back on the Word of God in order to, to get through what we're going through. It's just like with, with, with Samson. You remember with Samson and Delilah? He, he was able to overcome all those different obstacles. But what happened, he laid his head in the lap of Delilah in other words, he was sleeping with the enemy. See, many saints huh, sleeps with the enemy. They, Samson laid his head in Delilah's lap. And when he laid his head in Delilah's lap, she got every secret that he had to cause him to lose his strength. He told her everything. He told her that if you shave my, the hair on my head, I will lose my strength. 
Then she called, what she did, she called for the Philistines to come to get him. And when he shows, when they show up, he says, I'm going to get up like I did before. And what happens, his strength was gone. He thought his gifting was still there and it was gone. Because he had told everything to the enemy. He was sleeping with the enemy. He was sleeping with the enemy. And when, when the enemy came to overpower him, he thought he could take them out like he did before, but he couldn't. They captured him. See, when your light goes out, the devil will capture you. When your light goes out, the devil himself will capture you. Okay? Now, let's look at verse, verse number 9. Verse number 9 says, But the wise, be careful who you give your goods to. It says, But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. In other words, they didn't do what they need to do. In the time that God had allocated them. And, and the wise was, had enough wisdom to say no. Now I had to learn that the hard way. I just say yeah all the time. I didn't care. I just want to bless somebody here. Didn't care how you, how you messed up yours. But I always felt, I was at a place where I thought, okay, I need to do this because God says I'm supposed to be a cheerful giver. Well, see, I really misunderstood that scripture. He didn't say, take what God has blessed us with and give it to somebody else that's been wasted. Now, God, didn't say, God did not say that. But they gave them some advice. They told them, listen, you go and you, you, you go to those that sell and you buy from them. I said, no, the cry has been made. We, there's no time, there is no time to be trying to get it together when God calls. You got to be ready. You, you got to be ready. And watch what happens now. Now, when, when they leave, the foolish now, when they go, go to buy and sell, okay? Verse number 10 says, and while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that was, whoa, and they that were what? Ready. Went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. So you got to be ready. You can use this thing about getting it together, getting the getting it. No, no. It says those that were ready were the ones that was able to go in. And if they weren't ready when they when time to go in, the Bible said the door was shut. In other words, you can't get in. Goes back to Noah. Goes right back to Noah. It's the same thing. God allowed that rain to come. He gave them a space of time to repent. And when the flood came, don't folk were knocking on the door wanting to get in. No, no, you can't get in here. See, a lot of people wants to be in the house without a garment on. The garment of righteousness is what kind of garment I'm talking about. But he says to them, now listen, watch, watch God's reply. Because see, they were foolish. They did not keep the oil, and they didn't keep their lamps burning. See, you can't take your lamp and hide it up on the bushel. That's what the Bible says. We're not supposed to be that. We're supposed to be the light to the world, to the, to the world. We're supposed to be shining to the world. Now, verse number 11 says this. Afterwards came also the other virgins saying, 
Lord, Lord, open to us. In other words, them foolish ones. Then they crying, God help us. Help us. Okay? Then verse 12 says, But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. That's going to be a sad day. The light and the lamp. Make sure we got oil in our vessels. Make sure we keep our light trimmed. Make sure that, that we don't allow the blackness of sin to put out our light. See, that's what happened with the foolish. They allowed the enemy to put out their light. They didn't go back for a refill. Most people don't go back for a refill. I, in my heart, oftentimes I, I, I worry, I'm concerned. I mean, worrying is a sin. We shouldn't be even doing that. I'm concerned with those people that, that's no longer in, in anybody's church. I'm talking about saints now. But they're not getting anything. They're, they're not studying the word at home. They're not going to Bible study. They're not going to church. And they're, they're not getting any word. And when, when things are difficult, they, don't, they do not know how to maneuver in difficult times. Because right now we're in difficult times, very difficult times. But without the wisdom of God, we will make some wrong decisions. How's your lamp today? Is it shining bright? What is that out in the sea? And they got that little tower and there's that light. It's like a guide. And that ship can come there and find his way. Can somebody look at us and find their way to Christ? See, these are questions that we need to ask ourselves. We got to keep our lamp trimmed and burning. We got to keep our light shining. It's imperative because so many people are losing their way. And the cry is going to be made. And it will be made at a time that we know not. The only one that got to go in, the Bible says, was those that was ready. How ready are we today? How ready? People are dying like flies. People are literally dying. How ready are we? Dr. Manley got a call yesterday. His his last aunt that he had passed away. She's in a nursing home. One moment they're telling the family, well, she's going to be okay. Her kidney's shut down, but she's going to be okay. A few hours later, the call comes to to the family and says, well, we think she's got corona. Well, how did she get corona? We know it comes in so many different ways. She was surrounded by people that had the virus. And then they had to put her there up on the floor for all the, the, the patients that had COVID-19, and she passed away. Last night she passed away. But the beauty of it, she lived 90-something years old. She lived what God had given her and, and, and some extra. See, but we, don't, we don't know. It's only by the grace of God that we're standing today. It's only by the grace of God. That, that, that this household has been blessed. 
It's only by the grace of God. And I heard the Lord said, children, keep your lamp filled with oil. Because he's coming back. Make sure you're shining. Make sure you're shining. Make sure you're shining. Make sure your lamp and your light is so very important. But all of that comes from the Word. Because God is the Word. God is light. Keep it shining. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen.